Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I need you to, to listen what's going to be happening from now on on Wednesday nights from now, from next Wednesday, next Wednesday, which is what, the first? Yes. Next Wednesday is the first. From next Wednesday until September the 12th, I believe it is, on Wednesday nights, we're going to be teaching, but then we're going to stop about 15 minutes early and then spend time praying. Maybe 20 minutes, maybe longer, who knows, but we're going to spend time praying. And we're praying specifically for the campus in Bayville. We're also going to be play, praying for the entire multi-site uh, uh, vision that we have for this church that God's given us. Because most of you are not, you're not grasping the significance of what's happening. We have before us the opportunity to impact an entire population just south of here. But God is opening up other doors of opportunities for us to affect many other population groups, okay? Some of you don't even know that we have a Bible study going on in Manchester every Tuesday night, okay? We're starting to make inroads in Manchester, okay? We have some other things planned, which I cannot talk about at this point in time, but it's extremely significant that if this is your church, you hook up with the vision of this church, okay? Are you, are you grasping that? So... Um, we're going to be doing that. So tonight, I've got to wrap up some of these points that I'll make. Next week, we're going to start teaching about how do we release the authority that God's given us, because you just don't release it by sitting on it. We release authority by speaking the word of God, speaking the name of Jesus, just like we did tonight, and, and that's all really prayer. It's prayer. So prayer, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about how, the different, different types of prayer. Uh, the rules of engagement when it comes to prayer, and then we're going to put it into action. Listen to me. These next seven weeks are going to be extremely important. I need you to be here. I need you to be united with us in your heart so that when we pray, we affect some things. Amen? Amen. 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 I got you? All right, good. Genesis chapter 126, and God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Say that word. Dominion. Listen to me. I'm not even going to read the rest of this because you're pretty familiar with this. God gave mankind dominion over everything on this planet. Yes, amen. And some people feel bad when you say that. Because they think, well, what about the little fishies? And what about the little whales? And what about this? Everything has its place yes. in the system here. But God ordained that mankind, that man would be the ones that oversee and have dominion. Dominion means rulership. Okay? The planet belongs to us. Amen. That always goes over real big. I know it's hard for you to form those words. Just say this to me. The planet belongs to us. That is God's plan. That you are his representative on the earth. That's, if you don't grasp this, you are never going to have any success in prayer. You are going to probably always just make it in life. You're just barely going to sneak by on things. That is not the way that God designed it. He designed this planet for man to be his crowning glory over all creation. Amen. Doesn't mean that we're slave drivers. Doesn't mean that we are dictators. It doesn't mean that we are taskmasters. It doesn't mean that we abuse 
It means that we have the responsibility to oversee the distribution of all the resources on this planet. We have the responsibility to make sure that the animal kingdom is cared for. We have the responsibility to make sure that nature itself is not abused. However, God put everything on this planet for mankind to use for their benefit. Now, we have an enemy that's also entrenched on this planet. And you and I have a responsibility to make sure that we combat him, to make sure that we put him in his place, to make sure that he's not allowed to take any more territory than what he's already taken. You got it? So here's one of the problems. First recorded commands of God to mankind, take control of the works of my hands. Administer them, steward them, manage them. Number two, reproduce more like you so that they can continue to administer, steward, and manage. That is our job. That is our responsibility. That's who we are. Are you getting this? I'm going to say it again. Our first responsibility is to take over where God left off. He created everything. He gave us responsibility to manage it, to administer it, to distribute it. A couple of people on this side of God, and over here, we're not too sure. The second command is that we are supposed to make more people like us that will be able to administer, distribute, manage, to be stewards over. We are stewards over this. Are you got it? Okay, now listen. Here's where one of the problems comes from, where you you feel uncomfortable with that thought. Psalm 8. Can we put Psalm 8 up there, starting in verse 3? When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, we're talking to God, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? Now, now, if I can, if I can kind of put this in context, really, if we really want to get technical about it, this is a conversation between the angels and God. You getting this? What is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Next verse. Now watch. I'm going to take it step by step. Some of you are going to have to rethink some of your theology, some of the way you look at the word of God. Okay? For you have made him a little lower than the There's only one problem with this. The word angels is not there in the original language. In the original language, this is how it reads. For you have made him, man, a little lower than Elohim. Elohim is the Hebrew word for God. Does that make a big difference? Absolutely. You see, because religion wants us to feel comfortable in a hierarchy that is out of God's will. For you, this is the way it's supposed to read. For you have made him, man, a little lower than Elohim, than yourself, than the Trinity. And you have crowned him, man, with what? Glory and honor. Does that make a difference? Oh, yeah. Because we're taught from a young child to think that when an angel shows up, we're supposed to be like, because, you know, they're a supernatural being. Yeah, are they supernatural beings? Absolutely. Are they higher than us? No. The scriptures show clearly that angels were created to serve man, not for man to serve angels. 
So we've got a complete untapped resource that God has created to make available to us, and we sit there and we want to worship angels, we want to have little statues of them, we want little pictures, we want to make cute little things, we want to... Does it make you feel better about things to know that it's God, you, then angels? Amen. Watch this. There's God, Elohim, the Trinity. Elohim is a plural word. Are you catching this? Elohim is a plural word. What does that tell us? The Trinity. God the? God the? God the? So the Bible teaches us that we were made just a little bit lower than God himself. Amen. Then the angels. Now watch this. If that's true and we know it is, then that means this. is God, us, demons. That's why when you speak to a devil, I could talk to a devil, I'd be afraid to. That's right, because you never understood that. That's why we have the ability to speak to any kind of demonic force that's attacking our families, attacking our children, attacking your mind, attacking your health, and say, in the name of Jesus, you stop it right now. There's power in that name. There's power in his blood. There's power in what he's accomplished. But God needs somebody on this earth now let's finish this up here. Go back to the beginning because I want to read the whole thing in context because I love this scripture. Because this sets everything, this, this crushes religion. Amen. Crushes man's tradition. Because you know, the devil doesn't care that you get born again. But he doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want you to know what you're capable of. He, doesn't, he don't care that you're going to heaven. He's got billions that are going to follow him to hell. He doesn't care if you're going to heaven, but he cares if you start to learn this. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, angels are talking now, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him man a little lower than yourself and you have crowned man with glory and honor. Let's go. And you have made him to have what? Dominion over what? Over the works of your hands. And you have put all things under whose feet? Well, well, Pastor, technically, this is talking about Christ. Okay, I'll give you that one. Who's in Christ? Amen. Does this make a difference in how you look at life? I hope so. You have made him to have dominion, rulership. You and I have been given, have I stretched out anything here? Have I taken anything out of context? So technically and literally it says that God has given us rulership, lordship, dominion over the works of his hands. That is amazing. Because most believers are not living that way. Most believers are just, just barely getting by, just, just going from one crisis to the next crisis to the next crisis. One sickness to the next sickness to the other sickness. One financial disaster after another financial disaster. And, and, and sometimes you feel like, man, I just feel like I'm just getting beat up and don't even know where the, where the punches are coming from. You have authority. Authority. 
over everything that is ungodly, over everything that is contrary to the plan of God for mankind. Now, whether you enforce it or not, that's going to be up to you. All right, I'll keep going. We know that man lost authority at the fall. When, 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 when Adam and Eve sinned, they basically transferred the authority they had and they gave it to the devil. Gone was the dominion that Adam had over nature. Jesus received his authority from the Father. John 5, verse 26, as the Father has life in himself, so he, granted, he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him, the Son, authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 says this, he, Jesus, canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. A lot of fancy language. Let me tell you what it says. Now, the people who read this back then, having been Roman citizens, understood exactly what Paul was writing. Because he just described what happens when one king is victorious over another king. What would happen is that defeated king, most times, not always, but most times, and especially if there was somebody of importance, that defeated king would be kept alive, brought to Rome, and be paraded through the streets behind the victorious king, making a spectacle out of him, just shaming him. And the Bible tells us that that's exactly what Jesus did to the devil in the resurrection took away any authority that Satan had. Well, well, pastor, it seems like he still has some power on the earth. Yeah, he does. He does. He still has power on the earth. And the only reason why he has power on the earth is because the church is not taking its place to limit the power of the enemy. So when something bad happens, don't say stupid things like people in the world do that don't know God. Well, where was God when this happened? God was where he's always. The question should be, where was the church when this happened? Where were the believers when this happened? You getting this? I'm going to keep preaching. What do we have authority over? Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Jesus said to his disciples, now watch this. Read it carefully. Don't have to say it out loud. Just read it with me. Behold, I give you the authority to do what? Trample, not just walk on, trample, grind. Did you ever find a, a disgusting bug in your house? What do you do? Do you just, oh, little, I, I hate you. I, I hate you, little bug. I had a centipede crawl under the bathroom door. Talk about in a vulnerable spot. <laughs> and I still managed to trample that thing into. Yes, amen. That's right. Oh, uh, God, I just pray, oh God, that, that you know, you would tell the devil to just go away. He said, trample on what? serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, watch this now, and nothing shall by any means do what? Hurt you. Why? Because you have authority. You have authority. 
First John chapter three, verse eight, the last part of that verse. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might what? That he might, come on, come on, come on, come on. Would you fall asleep on me? That he might what? Destroy what? The works of the devil. What are the works of the devil? Poverty, disease, oppression, depression, addiction, bondage, anxiety, fear, Everything that is contrary to God's plan is a work of the devil. And he said that we're supposed to do what? We're supposed to trample on it. We're supposed to grind them into the dust. Why? Because this is the purpose that the Son of God was manifested. What does that mean, manifested? You know, it doesn't say created. It doesn't say birth. Manifest. In other words, Jesus, we know, always existed in eternity, right? But he had to step out of eternity into this realm for what reason? Because the devil was allowed to come. Oh, man, this is so good. Because the devil, through Adam, was allowed to come out of the realm of the spirit and came in to this realm. Somebody else had to come from that same realm. Oh, my God. And he didn't just come here to show off hang around for 33 years and then leave. He came here to set an example for those that belong to him that when he left, they would do the same things that he did. What did he do? Destroy the works of darkness, the devil. The original language just says to unravel, to paralyze, to bring to naught. You have that power. And we, and we let him just run rampant all over, all over us. The Greek word for authority is the word exousia. It's two words. Ex means out of, and eousia, which means power to act. John chapter 1, verse 12, Amplified Bible. But to as many as, the, as he did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, the power, the exousia, the privilege, the right to become what? Children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, and trust in, and rely on his name. You catching this? Now, all right, we're going to do this. You're just going to have to listen real quick. The general concept of authority is, that, is like just, just like a policeman. The policeman has been given authority by the local government to enforce laws. He wears a uniform. He wears a badge as a sign of authority. Don't care if you disagree. Don't care if you don't like policemen. He has been delegated by the local government to enforce the rules and the laws that are on the books. It's non-negotiable. When we see that uniform and badge, we recognize he has certain rights to act as he does. We have certain rights to be respected. You got it? We understand that the full force of the government will back him up if he is challenged. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. But that is not power. Power would be represented by his gun. The gun that he carries, the weapon that he carries, the power that he carries allows him to enforce the law. Because you can debate all day long. But when he says, stop it right now, you better stop it right now. Amen. We could choose not to respect his authority or come against him, but he has been given a weapon. He has been given power to enforce his authority. Now, 
we have been given authority to live out of who I am as a child of God. And as a child of God, I have the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit within my being that when I speak what Jesus has said, it's the same as if Jesus himself has spoken it. You catching this? Oh, I don't know if I believe that. It's not a matter of whether you believe it. It's a matter of thus is written. This is written. This is what it says. If this wasn't true, then Jesus lied when he said to the disciples just before he left to go back to heaven, if you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Well, did it work for Jesus? When he laid hands on the sick, they recover? So now he's leaving and he gives that authority to you. Why then are we not doing what he said to do? Because you see, the sickness, the sickness doesn't know the difference between you and Jesus because the sickness is hearing power. Power. You don't believe it. I am authorized to live out of who God says I am. I'm authorized. I am authorized to take authority over the power of the enemy. In the same time, I am authorized to make God's power available. Mark chapter 1, verse 21. Then they, disciples in Jesus, went into Capernaum. And immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they, the people in the synagogue, are you catching this? You watching this? I'm sorry I got my back to you. And they, the people in the synagogue, were astonished at what? His teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Now, Thomas, do you have the ability to go through the rest of these scriptures or, or just to go skip down to the... I don't want to throw you off back there. Uh, never mind, we don't have time. Don't worry about it. Oh, we do, okay. Now, there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit. Now, let me just throw this at you. Don't have time to talk about it. Whenever the New Testament talks about an unclean spirit, it's, a sexual, it's sexual immorality. It's some kind of a spirit that's manifesting as sexual immorality, okay? Now, there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, let us alone. So, obviously, there's more than one. Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? What, what happened here? The demon that was on this man recognized the authority. Are you catching this? Yes. Trying to give you the tools to live by, okay? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Keep going. But Jesus rebuked us, saying, be quiet and come out of him. Yes. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. What did Jesus tell him to do? Come out. What did he do? Came out. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with, say with me, for with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread all throughout the region of Galilee. Now, let me just tell you why, why, the religious people in the synagogue were so amazed. Because they had not heard an original word 
in hundreds of years. All they heard, and I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to, I am not coming against anybody, I'm just barely teaching you something, an observation. To this day, you can go to a synagogue, and very rarely are you going to hear scripture. What you're going to hear is, Rabbi so-and-so said this, and Rabbi so-and-so said that, and Rabbi so-and-so said this about what the other two rabbis said, and then Rabbi this one disputed the other three rabbis. I'm not making fun of anybody, but this was going on back then. They had learned to put more trust in what the rabbis were interpreting rather than going directly back to the word of God. What did Jesus do? Jesus went right to the word of God and taught right strictly from the word of God. And because there's power and authority in the word, when the word of God went forth, they were like, what is this? We've never heard this. Just like, just like when I first came into a church like this full of crazy people like us. Having come out of a denomination that taught what Pope this one said about this and this, what this Pope said about that thing and what that Pope. And when I sat in the church and heard the word of God and went, are you kidding me? This has been in this book all these thousands of years and we've been following fables and fairy tales? Amen. There's power. Now, I'm, I brought this up because I want you to say not only do men recognize authority, what, what happened here? We saw the demon recognize authority. Then we saw the men who heard the teaching, men and women who heard the teaching, recognize the authority. Watch this. You learned anything tonight? Yes. Going to give you a couple more minutes? Yes. Oh, I love this one the best. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Love this, love this. You learning anything? Yes. All right, good. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Now when he concluded all these things and hearing the people answer Capernaum. Next verse. And a certain centurion, say centurion. centurion. A certain centurion servant who was dear to him. Now that was, not, that was not an unusual thing. Because especially in the Roman army, they would have specific individuals. They were called servants, but they were really more like their sons. People that served them. People that they had bonded with. People, they weren't, they weren't there because they were forced. They were there because they wanted to be there. And so the centurion as a servant, is very dear to him, was sick and ready to die. Next verse. So when he heard, when who heard? Uh, come on, guys. Go back to the other verse. Go back to the other verse. Come on, come on, come on. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. Next verse. And when he, the centurion heard about Jesus. He did what? He sent the elders of the Jews. And why? Because the centurion is what? Roman. He's not a Jew. He doesn't want to. He, he has heard about their traditions, and a Gentile could not approach a Jew. So he's being respectful here. He sent the elders of the Jews to him. To who? To Jesus pleading with him to come and heal his servant. Now, it's one thing when a Jew does this, but this guy is a Roman who worships pagan idols. Watch. Next verse. And when they came to Jesus, now we're going to take a little side trip here to show you how corrupt religion is. And when he came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this, which is who? The centurion, was deserving. What do you mean, Pastor? Here's what they did. Hey, Jesus, look it. This guy's a big shot. 
In fact, if, if I'm not mistaken, go to the next verse. For he loves our nation, has built us a synagogue. You don't understand, this guy built a church for us. This guy's got deep pockets and he's not afraid to spend. That's, that's exactly what they're saying to They're saying, to, they're talking to Jesus. And they're saying, hey, look, you gotta do this. You don't understand. This guy is big, you know, you leave here, we gotta live with this guy. He loves our nation, he's built a synagogue. In other words, you know, he's already put out a lot of money, you gotta do this for him. Now let me ask you a question. Do you receive your healing or does someone receive their healing because you deserve it? You receive it because of what? The grace of God. But you see, if you're not careful, Oh, Pastor, well, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. Let me not even go there. <laughs> Don't put religious pressure on people. Don't try to put religious pressure on God. You know, God, I prayed for six days. Oh, big deal. Oh, God, you know, I gave this much money to the church. So, you know, you should do this for me, God. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. So let's go past this foolishness next verse. Then Jesus went with them, not because of what they said, but because he recognized, he must have, a centurion sent you? He's thinking a guy who's not even a Jew has more faith in me than these people do. Because they didn't come to him and say, we recognize that you're the son of God. We recognize that you're the Messiah. They said, no, you gotta do this because this guy's a big shot. Jesus went with them and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends and now the centurion what are you doing? I didn't tell you to bring him here. I didn't tell you to bring him here. Saying to him, go ahead, Lord, he calls him Lord. Do not trouble yourself. How many of you remember these words? For I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Next verse. Therefore I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my what? My servant will be healed. Next verse. Here's where we want to go. For I also am a man placed under authority. See, every one of us is placed under authority. None of us have authority of our own. He says, for I'm a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Come on, next verse. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled. Man, when you can get Jesus to marvel, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you that I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Keep going. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. Is there one more verse? That's it, okay. So, so what happened here? What are we talking about? Do demons recognize authority? The, 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 the men in that synagogue recognize authority. This Roman centurion recognized authority. And he appealed to the authority. This guy had more revelation on how Jesus operated than even the disciples themselves. This man equated, he heard about Jesus, he heard about everything he did, and this guy came to the conclusion, this man must be a person under authority just like me. He recognized that Jesus had authority over that sickness that afflicted that servant. He had to also recognize that that power did not come from another man, that that power came from a God in heaven. I say a God because he didn't know who it was. 
Let me answer this question. The Roman centurion recognized he himself is under the authority of Rome. Jesus, the centurion recognized that Jesus is under the authority of God. He knew there was some power behind him. He might not know what to call it, but he knew enough to call Jesus Lord. Let me ask you this. Whose authority are you under? Because you cannot operate in authority unless you recognize the authority that you're under. Adam forgot the authority he was under. And he took the authority that he had and he handed it over to Satan. And when he handed it over to Satan, he came under Satan's authority. And when, listen, when he came under Satan's authority, literally all hell broke loose on earth. Jesus comes on the scene under the authority of the Father God in heaven. And when he comes on the scene, every place he went, he brought his authority and he brought heaven to earth in every situation that he came in contact with. Yes or no? Yes. So now Jesus said to the disciples, all authorities be given unto me in heaven and earth. Now you go under my authority and go make disciples of every nation. Then he told them, you go, and if you lay hands on the sick, they're gonna recover. If you cast out devils, they're gonna go. You got the authority to speak in other languages and other tongues under the power of the Holy Spirit. If, and, and while you're doing that, if you happen to drink anything poison while you're working for me, it's not gonna hurt you. If you happen to find a snake and it jumps out to bite you, it's not gonna hurt you, why? Because you're under my authority. Well, I don't know if I believe that. What can I tell you? I'm authorized to preach it. I'm not authorized to convince you. You catching that? Tell me, ask this question. Whose authority are you under? See, I was under Satan's authority until the day came when I realized that Jesus is the Son of God. And that he died on the cross for my sins. Taking me, giving me the opportunity, the opportunity to come out from under the authority of darkness and to come up under his authority. But the choice was mine. And the choice is yours. If you're here tonight and you never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you never came out from under the authority of darkness and came under now and set yourself and ranked yourself under the authority of the kingdom of God. You need to take care of that before you leave tonight. No one should want to remain under the authority of darkness because under darkness, eventually that master will turn on you and destroy you and torment your mind and afflict your body. Why? Because that is what that kingdom produces. When you come out from under that, you come under the kingdom of darkness, uh, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God that everything that God's kingdom represents becomes available to you. He authorizes you. Are you listening? Yes. So, we're done. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. Yes. Now here's, here's the question. Those of you that have never asked Jesus to be your savior, to be your Lord, you have the choice tonight. You're gonna walk out of here either content to be in the kingdom of darkness and under that authority, or you're gonna take the opportunity to say, I reject that kingdom, I reject that darkness, 
I reject that. I said, no, I don't want Satan to have authority over me anymore. I want to submit myself to the authority of the kingdom of God and receive salvation and forgiveness for my sins. The choice is yours. Everybody stand up, please. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today.